0: This is Money Guide with Mary Stirk from Stirk Financial Services. Now, here's Mary Stirk.
1: So the reason that I'm here um, is because I really have a passion for helping guide people with their money to help them create the lives that they want to lead. So I have been in this financial industry for over 20 years, and I've owned Stirk Financial out in Dakota Dunes for 12 years. And the fun thing for me about money is really understanding what is important in somebody's life and then being able to help them figure out how to create a financial strategy that supports that the important things in their lives.
0: And I think the important part about that, Mary, is that you have to customize everybody's uh, financial Absolutely. strategy because everybody is different and everybody might be wor- working with different amounts of money and have different goals, but that's where you and your team step in. And, and that's some of the stuff that we're going to be learning about in your program is the ability to take an amount of money, whatever it may be, and do great things with it.
1: That's right. Whether you're a beginner at the uh, theory of investing or whether you've been doing this for many, many years and are very advanced, I think there's some good things that we can talk about and uh, bring to light some strategies that will be very helpful for everybody.
0: And for folks who want to get that visual in their mind, uh, kind of uh, guide us to your office in the Dakota Dunes and uh, where you're at. And, and so some folks are going, oh, yeah, I remember that. I, I know, Mary.
1: Yeah. So the Stirk Financial Services building is on the east side of the interstate in Dakota Dunes. You can see it right from the exit and um, right on the Two Rivers golf course. So beautiful views, beautiful community. We love being there.
0: So Mary, uh, you're going to have some uh, some guests, uh, um, your teammates uh, on this program quite a bit uh, over the next few weeks. So tell us a little bit about your staff and some of the folks that uh, you'll be having on the program.
1: So the people that are going to be um, on the program are including uh, Amy McFarlane, who's our business development director. Amy's a longtime, uh, lifetime member of the Siouxland community. So that's exciting to have her here. And then Kelsey Bankey is a certified financial planner at my office, and she's also going to be joining us on some of the shows as well.
0: So with that, Mary, uh, introduce Amy to the uh, listening audience and take it away. All
1: right. Well, welcome, Amy. I'm glad to have you here this morning. Thank you. So am I. Yes, this is going to be fun. So here's the thing is that this um, time of year, everybody's already made their New Year's resolutions and they're trying to get the year off onto the best financial footing. And um, have you made some New Year's resolutions this year? I have and I
2: have to say one of them was to start CrossFit training and I uh, put it off. I put it off then it was yesterday do or die and then the storm came so I took the die <laughs> off my calendar. <laughs> but my my goal has already been broke because I haven't
1: Done this yet. <laughs> well, it's funny that oh. you say that because I think that's so true for most of us. You know, the two most common New Year's resolutions that people make have to do with weight loss and getting their financial house in order. And when you think about that, the, um, the funny thing about it is that usually by the time, like today, January 9th, most people have broken their resolutions already. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I have a friend who's a savvy business owner here in town, and she told me that last year she made these fantastic resolutions for 2015, and it was the year she was going to get on top of her finances. So she got all of her information together. She came in and she had a portfolio review. She made an appointment with her attorney to get her legal ducks in a row. And then, you know, life got in the way. And that's just what happens. So the attorney papers are still sitting on a pile right on her desk. (laughs) (laughs) And I think we can all relate to that. So what I thought we would do um, with our inaugural show is kick it off with helping people with a 12-month financial strategy. Because, you know, not having a written strategy is kind of like having a a weight loss resolution without a gym membership. That's where I went (laughs) wrong. So let's kick it off. Let's kick it off with, um, you know, some good ways to get organized. What we're going to do today is go over, 12 months worth of tips of what you can do to get all of your financial ducks in a row. And uh, if you'd like to have a copy of this, a written copy of this, you can call into our office and we'd be happy to send that to you. You can just give us a call at 605-217-3555. That's the Sturk Financial number. Just ask for the 12-month financial strategy and we'll be glad to get this out to you.
2: So, do you have any suggestions on ways to get organized?
1: I absolutely do. (laughs) That, as a matter of fact, is our January tip of the month. So, first of all, I think that if you can get organized, then that sets the entire year off on a good financial footing for you. So, the first thing I'd recommend that you do is to gather all of your statements. You know, this is the time of year where we're getting year-end statements from everywhere. From investments, from, from debts that you might have, credit card statements, bank accounts, everything like that. And if you can just gather your information in the month of January, that's a really big step on being able to get it organized.
2: Okay, well, it's a lot to pull together, and I'm wondering... What if you don't want to work through it all on your own?
1: What do you suggest? Well, then I suggest that you assemble a professional team. So in January, if you can pull all your information together, then in February, I think that's the right time for you to think about assembling a professional team. So the people that really should be on your team, first and foremost, is a good financial planner. Okay. I think we know where you can find one of
2: those. (laughs) Yes, that's part of my job as business development.
1: (laughs) And then I also think that there's two other people that are critical to be on that team. I think that you should have a really good, strong accountant or a CPA. And I also feel that an attorney that is somebody that can help with your estate planning needs or if you're a business owner that can help with your business needs is a critical part of that team, too. So my recommendation for your strategy in February is to... Think about who you want to have on your team. Okay. Maybe do some interviews with those people and assemble that professional team so that you are ready to roll for the rest of the year. Okay, well, mm, cash flow
2: and budgeting, it's, it's not fun. And I think there's also a pressure in January that that's when you're supposed to start it. So maybe you could comment a little bit on some good ways to do that, especially if you don't like even assembling all of that.
1: Right, because especially when you start working with your CPA and you get into the whole tax planning piece of it, nobody really enjoys that (laughs) except the CPA. But um, so for March, our tips for March is to help you evaluate your taxes. So as you're pulling everything together in January and assembling your team in February, when it comes time to um, actually get those taxes done and you're working with your tax preparer, you should really visit with your CPA about ways to save taxes and increase your deductions. You know, one of the ways to do that is to do a really good job with record keeping. And quite frankly, though, that is one of the most boring, tedious parts of financial management. Um, But a good CPA can give you some tips and tricks on how to um, keep good records so that you can maximize those deductions and things like that. And then once you've done that, once you've... um, worked on the tax aspect, then in April I think you're ready to create a really strong cash flow plan for yourself. So our tip for the month of April is to create a cash flow plan. And a cash flow plan is something that's going to help you create a budget if you need it. Now first of all, I I don't think everybody needs a budget. Okay. Oh, (laughs) yay. (laughs) Some people I think need that, especially if they're trying to right some wrongs in their lives. But if you're already in a pretty comfortable cash flow setting, there are some other ways to look at the budgeting that is more investment oriented. But when you build a budget, what you want your budget to show is the incomes. And there might be more than one source of income. It might be your income, your spouse's income. If you're already in retirement, it could be pensions or Social Security. But you really want to know what that incoming money is looking like. Okay. The second part of that is to look at what the outgoing part of it is. And the outgoing part of it is going to be all of your bills, your bills that are on a monthly basis, quarterly basis. And then you need to look at occasional expenses. And the occasional expenses are things that we sometimes kind of forget in budgeting. Things like the um, house taxes that come due every six months or things like the oil changes in your car that happen every so often. So the creating a cash flow plan, you really have to pull together that income and your bills and the occasional expenses. So if you call in to get our 12-month financial strategy. All right. That actually includes a budget worksheet that will help you with figuring out what you need to have in your budget so you don't forget some of the critical categories. Okay, so I have a question. It's been
2: somewhat of a buzzword, and it's called a debt snowball. And I'm wondering, can you elaborate on that a little bit, what it really means?
1: Yeah. So a debt snowball is something that Dave Ramsey coined the phrase of. And we use debt snowballs when we're doing planning with people that have kind of maybe gotten a little over their head with debt, or they have debt in a lot of different places, like multiple credit cards, different personal loans, car payments, mortgages, things like that. You might be preaching to the choir in January following the holidays. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The Christmas <laughs> yes. debt, the gift debt, things like that. Mm-hmm. So that, you know, once you've created your cash flow plan in April, May is really a good time to start thinking about building yourself a debt snowball. And what a debt snowball really is, is getting a handle on all the debt that you have and putting it into a format where you're most efficiently paying it down in the smartest way possible. Now, that could mean that you're paying down the highest interest pieces first. Um, But sometimes a debt snowball can also mean that you're setting yourself up for frequent wins. And what I mean by that is that every few months you're paying something off so that you're continually motivating yourself and seeing progress with eliminating debt. And then once you've paid that debt off, you take the monthly amount you've paid to that and you snowball it over to the next one and you add it to that payment. And all of a sudden, the payments that you're making are staying the same, but the momentum behind paying down the debt gets bigger and bigger and bigger. So a debt snowball is absolutely our May tip of the month. And when you're doing that debt snowball, you really want to focus on the efficient way to pay down the debt But then you can also wind into it building things like emergency funds or retirement monies, too. Mm -hmm. Well, my story really takes uh, the shape of going from being on welfare to wealth management. And, um, you know, early on in life, I had two little kids and I was on welfare. We lived on food stamps. We lived in low income housing. And I knew that the only way to help get myself out of that hole was to learn how money worked. And so I did. I went back to school and I learned how money worked. I became a CFP, a certified financial planner. And uh, that has been what's inspired me to want to help others learn how money works to advance their own lives towards a brighter future.
0: And becoming a certified financial planner, that isn't just something that you get a piece of paper, you sign your name on. Tell us a little <laughs> bit about that. And well, give us a little bit about the educational background that goes into that, uh, that that has led you to the point where you're helping people now?
1: The, the CFP program is actually a very rigorous educational course. There is five different specific classes that you have to take and pass from everything from investment management to taxes to estate planning and um, retirement planning. And then um, you have to pass a cumulative test, which really only about 50 percent of the people that take it actually pass it. It's a two-day long test. So it is it is quite rigorous, and um, it's something that I'm proud to be able to say that I've earned.
0: So really, it's your version of the bar exam and, yes. and things like that. I mean, it is that rigorous, and it is that Absolutely. difficult.
1: Mm-hmm. And the ethics. Yes. And then uh, anybody who's a CFP is um, required to follow a very specific code of ethics. We believe in that enough that we publish that right on our website, um, com, And... Um, the uh, it also means that we always, always are operating in the best interests of our clients, not in the best interests of ourselves. That's what a fiduciary duty is, and we carry that with all of our clients. So, well, we've talked so far this um, this show about different things to do to get yourselves uh, financial lives in order this year. In January, it's to get organized. In February, it's to assemble a professional team. The month of March is all about evaluating your taxes and in April, then creating a cash flow plan, building that debt snowballing volume that you were talking about took us through May. So in June, what I want to suggest that you do is get your investment portfolio reviewed. Okay,
2: so can you explain what to look for in the quality of an investment? Like
1: how how would I know that? Right. That's probably the most difficult thing is how do you know if your investments right. are actually any good? <laughs> and that's where a financial planner comes into play, um, especially when that's a fee-based financial planner. If you can go and pay someone to give you strategies and advice about whether or not you're in something that's good, what's the good, the bad, and the ugly of what you own, then the um, you're going to get unbiased advice. So you know that if you need to make any changes or tweaks. So in the month of June, I really think that you should have someone help you evaluate the performance, the quality, and then the risk inside your investment accounts. And then that takes us to July. In July, I think it's important for you to shore up your emergency funds. Okay, so I hear
2: a lot of advice on making sure you have this nest egg or a rainy day fund. And I'm wondering, how how does someone know how much they should really have?
1: People... Really should have anywhere between three to six months of what their income is. Okay. So if you're working and you feel pretty secure about your job, three months is a good target. If you're in retirement or your income sources are shifting or changing or you're unsure about your job, six months is really a good target. So for the month of July, I think you should set that specific target and then invest it wisely. Okay. Now, in August, I think that you have to start doing some forward looks. So in August, determining your future income sources, like what's your Social Security going to be, what pensions are you eligible for, I think you should want to work with your planner to determine how your investment portfolios will fill the gaps. Mm -hmm. Because if you're going to have income later in life, it's probably not going to be exactly the same amount of income you have now And that's where a planner comes into play and saying, well, here's how you fill that gap. Here's the money that you've invested, Mm -hmm. and here's how it's going to turn into income for you later. I see. So that is my recommendation for the month of August. You know, and like I said, call in to uh, Strict Financial Services at 605 217 3555. We're going over a lot of different things here, but we'd be happy to give you a copy of the 12 month financial strategy. Mm -hmm. And, you know, people who have a written plan for retirement are end up usually with 20% more in retirement assets. Really? Isn't that interesting? Yeah. Just having a good strategy. So let us mm-hmm. help you get there. All right. So let's go ahead and talk about the month of September. September is actually Life Insurance Awareness Month. So that's my tip in September is determine what your life insurance goals and needs are. Okay.
2: And, you know, as I've gotten older, my views on life insurance have changed. And I'm just curious how you plan accordingly.
1: So that's so true. When you're younger, life insurance is all about taking care of widows and children if something (laughs) happens to you. And then when you get into your middle-aged years, it becomes about making sure your spouse is set up for a strong retirement if something happens for you. And then at the end of your life, it shifts again to really being about legacy planning or leaving something for children or charities or things like that. Mm -hmm. So life insurance shifts over the course of the years, and that's why... Reviewing what your goals are and where you are at in, in life right now is important. Okay. So that would be for September. Now, in October, then, I think we continue in the insurance vein. And we talk about the um, insurance coverages, things like car insurance, home insurance, do you have an umbrella policy, do you need disability insurance, and what about that long-term care insurance, mm. the nursing home insurance? Mm-hmm. Well,
2: and, you know, uh, prior to working at Sterk, I did community relations for Bickford Cottage. Okay. And I have to say, of all the insurance, the long-term care insurance is so confusing. I saw it firsthand with families, and I just, where do you suggest someone begins with, deciding if that's something they need.
1: Well, I really think you have to talk to someone who's an expert in that because it is confusing and there's many different ways that you can do that. In fact, in a couple of weeks, we're going to do a show that's all about the long-term care insurance and what to look okay. for pros and oh. cons of it. So tune in in a couple of okay. weeks for that. Um, so month of October, look at all the insurance coverages and review them. That brings us to November, and I think that for November, the best thing that you can do to set yourself up for a good long-term financial strategy is to get all your legal documents into place. And there's really a three-pack of legal legal documents that I think everyone should have. First of all, you should have a will. Very basically, everyone should have a will. Second of all, having a financial power of attorney is important. That's something that lets someone help make decisions for you if you're not able mentally to make the decisions up for yourself. And lastly, I think that you need a healthcare power of attorney. Okay, so
2: how is a healthcare power of attorney different than a living will?
1: A living will is um, kind of more along the lines of pull the plug, don't pull the plug. And a healthcare power of attorney is just simply broader than that. Right. It, it assigns someone the, the ability to make decisions if you can't make them for you that go beyond just some of the basic living will things. Right. So I think it's important to have that. And then that that sets us then to the month of December. So if you've done these things throughout the year, in the month of December, I really think you could get a jump start on things and set your goals for the next year. All right. So what kind of goals would you set for savings? What do- goals would you have for debt reduction? And then what kind of investing do you want to do?
2: Okay. So I love to ask you this. Can you comment about how good you would feel if you set your goals ahead of time? <laughs> <laughs> that control, that Feeling, you
1: know, empowered. Absolutely. I think empowered is a really good word for that because the more that you're thinking about things proactively versus reactively, number one, I think the more likely you are to actually um, do them. Mm -hmm. Um, But number two, it gives you a sense of um, confidence and clarity of the direction that you're heading which is exactly what I hope this 12-month financial strategy is doing for people is bringing a sense of confidence and clarity in a path towards a brighter financial future.
0: Call Stirk Financial Services at 605-217-3555 for a free copy of the 12-month financial strategy, which includes a checklist of important items to gather and a worksheet to create a strong budget.